Hey everyone, welcome to a very special edition of the Music Podcast. Um, it's very intimidating right now because not only are we not in our normal studio, not only do we have cameras and lights on us, but we're joined by Mr. Radner and Lee. Guys, welcome <laughs> to Misters. the show. Misters. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, very exciting news. I mean, it's not breaking, it's a couple of days old, but you guys are 44 on the Australian charts. That's Did you right. believe it? Congratulations. Ben, Ben's charted higher than that, but this is my debut on the Aussie chart. Yeah. Gang of youths are getting nervous. Yeah, they should be. So they should be, man. <laughs> welcome to the charts. Have you set yourself personal goals about uh, how far you want to rise? Um, are we I, going for one? I'm thinking for, for sure 43. Yeah. If we can get to like, 43, we'll, we'll <laughs> good day. Top 40 is when the diva behavior starts because they have a top 40 yeah. album. Oh, yeah. You 44 guys. is easy. Like sitting just outside the top 40, yeah. Yeah. that's where it's happening. You guys have spot. been really chill. I mean, you just helped me move a pop plant, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I don't think you would have done that if you were like 39, 38 on the charts. <laughs> yeah, all things considered, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very classy move. Thank you. Um, look, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're so excited to have you here. And we're so excited to hear the music that you guys have been producing. I mean, this is a really uh, new thing. Uh, not so much new for you guys. You've been doing it uh, for a little while, but but new for us to have you here. And um, first tour in Australia. How's it been going so far? It's been... <laughs> Sorry, it went, it's, good. it's been really good. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it is new, you know, like we are... I think part of the strength of the way we've been doing this has been not being at all entitled and just being really kind of blown away mm -hmm. that this little thing we created on Josh's couch is starting to take us to different countries in the world and people like our music. And like, that's why, you know, we're joking and not joking about we're 44. Like <laughs> we, we can't believe it. Yeah. Like this is like a little thing we were doing for fun and yeah. we're actually getting more ambitious with it. But at the same time, we're still really grounded in just amazement yeah. that we're, as friends we've made this thing and it's got some legs to it. And when you start something with, like, really, you, you can't imagine anything more pure than, like, hey, you know, come over, let's try to write a song together. Like, that's how this all started. So because of that, everything that's happened along the way has delighted us. You know what I mean? Like, we, didn't, we weren't, like... We didn't look over the horizon at all. We were just like, hey, we wrote a cool song today. Come over next week. Let's write another one. You know, that's how this whole, that's the energy of this whole thing. There's nothing cynical about it or calculated about it. So I, and, and we really like the songs that, that are coming out of us for whatever reason. We just have a songwriting vibe together. Um, and so we get excited to share it with people. And it's, it's pure. You know, it feels, it feels, yeah. You, um, Josh, you did a really cool talk a couple of years ago about fame and how you thought that fame was meant to, you know, achieve happiness. And it, it wasn't for you. There was still something missing. There were different outlets for you. One was directing. Mm -hmm. um, was forming Radnor and Lee another one of those outlets? Oh, yeah, certainly. I, I think, uh, thank you for mentioning that because I, I, yeah, I gave this talk in Mumbai a couple of years ago. And a lot of people mentioned that to me because I think there's something in our culture that tells you, when you have fame and when you have money and when you have status and everyone tells you, oh, you got the thing that you're supposed to want, you're, you kind of think, well, I'll be happy then when I get there. And then on the other side of that is like, not only did I find I was not happy, I was less happy because I also had this kind of sustaining hope that that thing would save me was eradicated. Mm -hmm. So I really had to get about the business of asking myself, what makes me happy? And what makes me happy is being creative and collaborating with friends and you know, singing makes me really happy, writing songs. I'm, I'm, 
I'm playing guitar now. It's just giving me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. And you can't put a price point on that. And, you know, the the fact that people enjoy what we're doing is terrific, but I'd still be doing it if, if no one was showing up. Mm. Well, yeah, we're, we're on a very, I think this is like all artists are like this at their core, but we're on a very personal journey in terms of what our relationship is to the music we're making. Um, yes, it's joyous when the crowd likes it or whatever, but we kind of are like, Hey, I want to make this thing. Can you help me make this that like has this kind of vibe to it? And it's like influenced by this, but explores that. And like, we are getting off on that. Yeah. I mean, that it's, it's deeply personal. It's like, and I've seen this with musicians. I was talking to a woman recently, uh, an older lady, a friend of my mother-in-law, not to compare us to this artist, but I mean, she was saying she saw Miles Davis and he, he turned his back on the audience and just played with his band because it was like not about the audience. You know what I mean? He was like digging the sound he was making with his band. And I think that is really like a musician thing. It's like yeah. it's about what's happening between the people making it. He said this thing I always think about that I for theater, I think about it all the time where he said, I don't perform, I rehearse in front of the audience. And I just love that idea of like staying limber and staying in the exploration rather than in like, this thing's perfect and we're going to present. We have a thing at Radner and Lee shows. We always, you know, it's just, we have a mistakes permissible policy because it's like, look, this is a live event where you're in the room with us. We're, we're grateful that you left your house to even come here. Mm. And this is really happening. You, you know, it's happening in real time and not to present something that's overly polished or overly determined feels like part of our vibe, yeah. you know? That's really interesting. I love that idea of kind of exploration, even like up to the point that you're playing a gig. Like how much of this process, you know, forming this duo has been about learning for you guys and, and, and exploring and, and finding new ways to, to create art? Well, well, I'll tell you this much. Like we've been doing a lot of interviews, right, lately because yeah. we're just sort of like, uh, like coming to Australia. And afterwards sometimes we go, oh, yeah, you know that thing you said in the moment that's right. Mm. Like my point is what this project is, is being revealed to us by us in real time. <laughs> right. We don't know what it is, yeah. but sometimes we catch ourselves saying something. It's like, you have a dream. You're like, huh, whoa, that came out of me. And it taught me something about me. Yeah. And that's what this is. That's the whole thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's literally the whole thing. <laughs> and, and, and I think also, uh, you know, that, we talk about this idea that what people really want to see is not perfection. They want to see a struggle towards it. They want to see the process, you know, like, you know, it's one thing for a singer to hit like a note perfectly. It's another to see their veins, you know, to see them reach for it. There's something a little more thrilling about, Oh, they're not going to get there. Mm. And then they do. So I think like what you're witnessing with this whole unfolding Radner and Lee story, if you're paying attention and we hope you are. Number 44. You know, know. number 44, we're climbing up the charts. It's like, we're, 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 we're just going, we're just going and we're learning and we don't know where we are often. I mean, we literally don't know where we are. We're so jet lagged, (laughs) but um, you know, we're just, yeah, we're in the question. We're in the big, like, Oh, what's today going to bring, you know? And that, that feels super exciting. It's re- it's really fascinating because I don't want to get inside the actor's studio with you guys right now, but I feel like we're going there. <laughs> because you mentioned fame before, and I think that's really interesting because obviously, Josh, you've achieved a lot of success with acting. Ben, you're one of Australia's most revered songwriters, and you two have come together, and this idea of fame is not really in the equation. Like, you two are in it for the music. You two are in it to learn and explore together. Yeah, but it, it, it is in the equation in the sense that we've both had enough of it to varying degrees 
that we know how to navigate some of the tricky terrain as artists. Mm. Like the difference between someone who makes their first record, they're 20 and they just start getting blown away by being 44 in the chart. So, you know, whatever it is, they're like, oh my God, I'm amazing. We're I'm... super cool about it. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like there's a seduction that happens in the first flushes of success. Yeah. yeah. That we're like both well beyond. It doesn't mean we don't both get sucked into like, getting seduced by ambition or whatever it is but it's nice to have that we're kind of like we've been through enough of it to go okay let's keep this ship on course mm. because i think we've both felt ourselves being blown off course enough time to know what that feels like yeah and when you have a friend who understands that we can keep each other on course too we're like hey remember what this is about let's let's keep it keep it going yeah so, yeah so it is a factor it's a factor in that like when you live through it you hopefully you gain a little bit of experience and wisdom from it and you know not to get sucked in in the wrong ways. Mm. Is, is goal setting part of, of what you guys are doing? Do you have sort of dreams and aspirations for where you want this to go or, or is this sort of we're, we're seeing what happens? We, we have a policy. We just say yes to invitations if they feel, if we get kind of a hit, like, oh, no, no, let's do that. I remember when he said, do you want to go to Brazil? you know do a couple shows in brazil and everything in me went yeah yeah i think i think i do i think we should go to brazil i don't know why it was it it, it didn't make any necessarily tactical sense although it's great to you know travel internationally and expose music to people but it just ended up to be this thing that really shifted us and it shifted our songwriting and it shifted our idea of what we could do in the rooms we could play to and you know there were 1200 people in sao paulo singing along to our songs that we wrote on my couch which we keep coming back to you know because if the if the angle of approach is is appropriate and the seed is purely planted it feels like however it grows is going to be right that's the point yeah my goals have always been to do with the quality of experience they're not about the details like i have a feeling i have always sort of chased about what music can do to a room. Now, whether that room has 500 people in it, 5,000 people, 50,000 people, that's like the details, you know, but it's the quality and the intensity of the experience is what I'm really looking to create. So I don't know, like maybe Radnor and Lee is destined for bigger stages. Maybe it's destined for smaller stages. Maybe it's destined for a combination of them at various points. But I have like a secret, um, understanding and i think josh has it too it's like we can't even talk about it because you can't put language to musical things sometimes you know it's like i think we have a feeling that we are creating a container to hold hmm. and we're just doing it it's like it's just it's it, you know it's just like how you do it you there's just also it. there's <laughs> also a really funny thing of like we're really good friends and we really like having conversations. We really like making things together. But the fun, the kick about it now is that whatever is like fun and spirited and exploratory and ridiculous and serious between us, we now get to share that. And it's like, that's why the live shows are so fun because it's, it ultimately becomes like this generous process rather than like a show off. You think it's like, it's more of an invitation. Like, Hey, do you want to spend some time with us? Because this is what we're up to. And if this is your thing, you're probably gonna have a great time. Mm. If it's not your thing, Godspeed, you know, like no harm, no hard feelings. But, but there does tend to, a lot of people say, I really got a sense of your friendship from watching the show. I really, and I enjoyed being with you guys, you know? Mm. It's it's interesting because Neil and I sort of, uh, you know, 
we went through and we watched uh, a big chunk of your of your live performances and then the sort of sets you'd done. And at the same time, we were listening to the stuff on Spotify. And and in a way that I don't think I've sort of seen with a lot of artists, that there was a real sense with the live performances that that this is kind of where Radner and Lee exists. This is this is you know you could see that sort of origin there on the couch. Um, you know, when you guys perform live, there's a sense that like, there's something there that, that was founded on that couch that makes a lot of sense for it to exist in a live way. Um, but talking about the album, uh, a huge number, and we're talking about violins coming in and a lot of tracks, quite depthy, dense songs. Uh, was there ever a conversation about trying to bring those studio elements into this, these sort of touring? Well, the first album we made... Uh, it was like a sort of a unique situation because Josh had to go to New York. Um, he was in, that was when you're in the play, right? Yeah. And um, it was like our friend Ryan Dilmore helped make it and he really brought it to life, but it was not as hands-on in a, the way I think the next record's going to be. Um, you know, it's like we're still discovering the potential of what this is and uh, I think some more of that feeling of what happens live, I think we're really looking to capture that more on the second record, which I think a lot of bands have. Like they make this first record that's like a studio creation. They get out and tour it a lot and they're like, man, we got to capture what happens out here in the next record. Mm. So it's quite an archetypal process. But um, we've, I noticed very early on that when, particularly because it's quite new for Josh, this like playing live music in this way, that the more, when we brought too much on stage with us, it sort of like swamped just the organic energy of like the two of us, you know? And there might come times where that feels natural, but for the moment, this is the most accurate representation of where we're at, if that makes sense. It's crazy to see how passionate you guys are about this project. Ben, you released your, and this is Wikipedia research, by the way. I do extensive research. You released your first album in 1995. You've had 11 studio albums. Please tell me that's correct. I mean, I don't count them. Sure. <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, and you still seem so passionate, so hungry to make music. Are you as hungry as you were when you were 16 years old? I mean, it, it is such... To be an artist, you know, it, it is sort of like... I don't want to be melodramatic, but it is also sort of like a curse mm. because like you can't shake it. Like if you really are an artist, it's like you, you feel these albums or these projects or something coming and you're like, Oh my God, I've got to make this thing now. <laughs> it, it's like, I feel like that. Like sometimes I feel this like massive inspiration to do a project. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be really hard. Mm. I have to do it. But I don't for a second think I'm not going to do it because it's like too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm far enough down this thing. It's like, all <laughs> I can do is keep following it. Um, uh, so yes, I, I mean, hunger, it's like almost like a business idea that like we've put onto art. It's not like that. It's like, um, it's like obedience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the feeling of inspiration when it comes up and it tells me to make something, I just go, okay, I'll make the thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how I do it. So I don't know. That's, it's kind of the same as it's always been. I read this great thing that said being a, being a professional writer is like having homework every night of your life. Mm. You know, that feeling when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I got so much homework. Yeah. Like that's being an artist. You, you, I always feel the ghost of unfinished projects just kind of haunting me, yeah. you know, and, and this fear that I'm not going to get them done. Mm. Where know? were you when you were 16? 
I was in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. In high school, yeah. Just just discovering the theater. Yeah. That's right around the time I started acting. Yeah. And um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't recording records. Yeah. Like that much. <laughs> did you ever? Did you think back then that that might be something you'd be doing? You know, it's so funny when you see the seeds of this. My friend Jeremy and I, when we were in fourth grade, we formed a duo and we wrote a bunch of songs. Wow. Yeah, and um, we sang them for our moms when they when my mom came and picked me up from the you know we did a little mini concert, mm-hmm. and when I was at the Guthrie Theater when I was in grad school one summer, there was a guy who was a great guitarist, and I wrote a ton of lyrics for him, and he wrote all the music, and we did seven songs and performed them. So this idea of like musical collaboration has always been with me, mm-hmm. but it's just it took till now, but it's not like so out of the blue because I I started acting by doing musicals, so I've sang. Um, but now that this is happening, it, when you look back, it, you can connect some dots. It does tend to make some sort of weird sense. Mm. Yeah, cool. I mean, so you guys are about to, in a, in a little while, jump into the studio with an audience, play us a couple little cheeky, cheeky songs. Um, That's can you an give Australian us, thing. What does That's that mean, a, cheeky? Um, Actually, good? It, mean, it has, like, not to any reference. That, yeah, oh. cheeky? It's, it's, it's just like, it's like they're secret, not doing it's secret. It's a secret gig. It's a little yeah, secret. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a diminutive thing about no, no one's allowed to no use a, like a, a colloquialism that you don't realize is <laughs> yeah. like specific to where you are that's yeah. what just happened. like when people keep saying good on you to me and yeah. i'm like good on me what did <laughs> I do? what does that mean you don't actually realize you don't know what you're saying until you say it and someone's like what does that mean you're like i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know i've been know. saying it for 25 years it's <laughs> part of my language yeah. um but you guys are about to go out there you're about to play some music can you give us a sort of a sneak peek of i heard of what um, someone say before um hello my beloved that was that I think um this is like our promo guy's nightmare <laughs> um but like I'm so into picking the songs like right then you know so like we've just been talking about it you were just doing I've been it, getting yeah. I've been getting emails for like two weeks about <laughs> what songs we're playing and I I always think like I mean, does, do you really care? Like, I know everyone <laughs> says you got to tell them, but it doesn't make a difference to anybody. Yeah. I, I like to go with the energy of where we're at and we're starting to talk about it. Um, and Josh just suggested a few, but I, I think we're leaning towards um, some brand new songs. Right. Um, with a couple of old favorites. Yeah. Um, but honestly, we haven't fully confirmed it. Yeah. Um, I like, I think it should be inspired, you know? Totally. I mean, I guess when you guys are, you know, you have been geeking quite a lot. Are there any songs that keep coming up as like, I just love that one? Yeah, well, we were talking about there's this song, uh, it's yours once you give it away. Is that the last song on the album or no? No, it's right yeah. in the middle. Oh, it's in the middle. Um, and it's, uh, but it's become the last song we play live mm. at the concerts. And um, it's one that we sort of like, eh, we're like, yeah, yeah it's a good song. Yeah. If and I had then... guessed, I would have thought that song would have kind of faded away, you yeah, know? And but for some like, reason, it just whoa. stuck around and it's become this great closer for our shows. Yeah, yeah. So that one's really, I mean, it's funny, you know, some of them just have more of a life than you anticipate and others not as much. You know? Isn't that weird the way you, like, it sounds like you're rediscovering tracks you, you wrote. Like you were having a completely new life the second that it Yeah, and some some of them, it's really show to show. Like, where were we? Oh, in Columbus, or I think Doorstep was as fun as it had ever yeah. been and it wasn't fun to play for a while and then it came back around for some reason. I know. Well, that's kind of why I've been getting interested in sort of more improvised music and stuff. I, I don't know. To some degree, we're sort of figuring out how to incorporate these elements that are responsive to the moment. Um, because I think 
I, I go to these shows sometimes, like bands I love, but I just feel like I'm like watching a movie or something. Like it's so, it's a set they've rehearsed. And then you go, you put your Instagram story on you and film yourself and go, yeah, this is my jam, you know, but like, but what's happening, you know what I mean? It's okay. That's a great experience, but there's yeah. something else that can happen where it's like the artists don't really understand what's happening and we're like in it together, you know? Yeah. And that's sort of like what we're interested in. But that's also the, the reason, like what you're saying is why leave your house if you can watch it at home in the comfort of your own home? And it's like so hard to park and everything. No, it's a What will get you out of your house? Why is this, like from all my years in the theater, any actor will tell you when a prop is not there or when a line is flubbed, when something goes wrong, that's when the audience like really leans forward. Yeah. That's when something real is happening. Yeah. Mm. It's not just a canned performance. So that goes back to that mistakes permissible policy. Like we want it to feel alive. Yeah. You know? And it's scarier that way because you really have to risk falling on your face. But you also know that, you know, something interesting is always going to emerge from that. Totally. I mean, uh, on that, are you guys, are you ever interested in, in covers? Are you interested in, in playing around with music that is not your own? I mean, we did one cover on the first record. We did a Peter, Paul, and Mary song. Um, early in the morning. Early in the morning. But but I I mean, yeah, we are, like, interested in covers, sure. Mm. But it's, like, I think we both feel like we have so much we want to say, too. Totally. That it's, it's not, like, on high on our priority list. Well, you know? I, I just ask because it's, for me, like, um, what's interesting about, about covers is that, you know, when you have a band, and it's it's very different, I think, for you guys because this is... Um, such a new journey that you guys are on. But when you have a band that you you fall in love with, mm. seeing them give voice to something that already yeah. exists, it's almost like seeing a play that you've seen a hundred times over and then you see a different group of actors with a different point of view doing it and it becomes something sort of transformative. Yeah. You, but know? you know what it's like? Like, like sex. Like you... <laughs> Go on. Good start. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is like you, you can't like plan what's going to turn you on. Like once you start doing that and things become a fetish, it's like you're too in control, right? The, what's exciting about sex is that like it's shifting <laughs> all the time. And that's kind of like what playing music is like. Like I would not be surprised if there came a moment we were like, oh my God, let's do a whole album where we explore this artist's songs and like we decon... Who knows? That could easily happen. Yeah. But it would have to come from a feeling of like truly being inspired so mm. it's not like, um, it's just not pre-planned, you know? Totally, yeah. totally. Well, I think that um, even if people walk away from this interview not wanting to listen to your music, you've definitely got some people <laughs> on board that want to have sex with you now. So uh, that was uh, quite the pitch. <laughs> Before we go, I mean, you did mention new music. I mean, having already released a debut album last year, um, you know, when are we thinking about releasing this new stuff? Well, we're, when we're back from Australia, we're, we're going to record it in June. Wow. But we're going to properly, we're going to take our time. We have a lot of time. Ben's moving all his recording equipment into my house. We're just going to 1970s style it and just kind of take our time. And, and it's, you know, it's one of these things where it may happen quickly. Mm. Like that's a possibility. A like possibility sex. is like, <laughs> that sounds like my wedding day. Um, yeah. A possibility is that like within a month we've got a record and there's another possibility where within six months we've got a record. I, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm excited to honor its unfolding. Right. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're thank so you. excited to, to watch your set tonight. Cool. And uh, yeah. I'll be at the back applauding loudly. Right on. Um, yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. guys. Yeah. Thank you.